1: Well, hello, welcome back to the Quality Matters podcast brought to you by Texas Quality Assurance where quality management gets simplified. Today, we've got a, another guest on the podcast. This is Chris Carson uh, with DECRA. Now, at Texas Quality Assurance, we've had a great relationship with uh, DECRA for a number of years now. What uh, we call a certification body. We've talked about this several times on the podcast. And so I thought it'd be great to hear from uh, from them personally and you know, talk a little bit about what it means to be a certification body and some of the other roles that they play and just some of the various uh, differences and nuance. So with that, let me bring on uh, Chris. So howdy, Chris. Hi, uh, how's it going, everyone? Thanks for being here today. Sure, my pleasure. So, Chris, tell me, just let's get started real quick. Tell me a little bit about, you know, yourself and your role with Dacra. And I always just love hearing how folks get into this uh, weird quality yeah. world anyways.
0: Yeah, I have kind of a <clears throat> that really weird. Uh, at least it feels weird to me. <laughs> anyway, I think it is uh, with everyone. Yeah entree in, in into the quality world. Uh, probably I would say you know over over twenty years ago, I just decided to change careers. There was a, a certification body. Uh, and if i if I use the term CB, uh, that's one of the things yep. I know that I'm sure. <laughs> A lot of alphabet soup comes out there. But, uh, um, when I say CB, means certification body. If I slip and go really old school and say registrar, right, all, all means the same thing. Someone, someone uh, giving you an ISO <laughs> certificate. So I just wanted to, I guess, you know, apologize for any confusion in advance. Yep. yep. Uh, was looking, you know, uh, new career, and there was a. Add in the paper, so it tells you how long ago that was (laughs) was in the paper, and it was uh, a certification body that wasn't too far away from my house. So I went, I had a great meeting, good chemistry with the people. I had no idea what they actually did. My my only response when they said, Do you know about ISO 9000? I said, I know. when, uh, car, gla- car glass repair companies are certified, too, because yeah. there were a lot yep. of ads on the radio at this time saying, use XYZ. We're the only right. repair company that's ISO 9001 certified, but uh, something must have worked. <laughs> so <they tried laughs> and, and so I, I began uh, the career in sales at that time. And it was an interesting time, too, because I mean, I'm dating myself here <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, at that time, ISO 9001-2000 had just been released. Right. Uh, and so you had the uh, December 20, sorry, December 2003 transition date. Yep. So not only was I coming in, not really knowing anything about. <laughs> well oh, that's I was a fun telling, time to
1: come in right in the middle of that transition period.
0: Exactly. That it's also a, a, a period where they were really fundamentally shifting mm-hmm. too. So. It, it was an interesting time, especially. Uh, I went to the <clears throat> auditor exchange right after I'd started, sure. Uh, with that, so I was a month in, and it's like, okay, let's chart the differences between the two standards. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there, like, uh, like, like Homer Simpson, you know, where yeah. you repeat the part where he said all about the things, that's really the only
1: uh, well, comparison you know, that I can have. it's not fun and i don't wish it on anyone but it's honest god truth that sometimes the best way is just to get tossed into the fire oh. and try not to burn
0: yeah yeah i i really felt like it was just hey do you know how to swim no push me off a dock right <laughs> right, right, let's, right, let's go for it but you know it <laughs> I, I think that it was it was beneficial that once i started you know took some additional training that the auditors mm-hmm. did uh went on audit to actually see what all these really long five dollar words and clauses and everything actually <laughs> meant in you know uh, quarter dollars <laughs> terms. Yep. It, it, it helped do that for me, so that as I began you know my career, I I felt, and and I and I say this with all humility that I could try to explain it in a a, a simpler fashion. Yes. Now I, I still have yeah. family that still says what do you do and i just can't explain it to
1: him it's just oh believe me i have that as well we uh you know we just moved and so we started a new church and so they're all asking well well, what do you do i'm like well i just tell people i run my own business like well what do you do i'm like uh, management consulting oh okay like that's good enough (laughs) right right
0: it's 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 i have one family member she is in um she's actually going to grad school now for Marine biology and mm-hmm. so her her degree is in environmental sciences. So with mm-hmm. her, I kind of take it from the ISO fourteen thousand one approach. Oh yeah, 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 Talk about that and and so from that standpoint, she gets yep a little bit. So at least I have one out of you know, <laughs> right hundreds of family members that, that yep, yep, yep. understand and uh so I've, I'm I'm with Decra certification. Decra certification is one of uh, a number of business units in a part of Decra. Uh, global company in you know testing inspection certification tick is what they call it so our group like i said is in the iso third party accredited certification supplier audit uh, field so been there uh, <clears throat> almost 10 years which yeah kind of seems su- surprising
1: <laughs> it doesn't um, happen a lot these days
0: e- exactly uh, <laughs> and uh uh, my <clears throat> my role's gone from you know the sales side to more of the operations, but do assist on the technical side. So I get to kind of see it from all uh, different points mm-hmm. of view. So it makes it makes it uh, makes it makes it kind of interesting. You know, every every day is different. I used to say it on the sales side that every, every day was different because of the yep. type of companies that would come in, but now it's every day is different just because of all the different touch points that I have both within our organization. And then of course, the fact that there are other entities, you know, around the world as well.
1: Yep. Now that get that could be a whole other kind of topic, <laughs> conversation about how all these different pieces uh, fit in, you know, I know that's something that uh, I guess I see a lot of times with some of these uh, smaller registration bodies around here and I'm, you know, not not trying to dog on anyone in particular, no. but um you know, sometimes they're, it's the husband owns the consulting group and the wife owns the certification group. And it's like, I mean, I get it. They're d- separate legal entities. But are you really able to stay mm-hmm. biased? Here? I mean, unbiased. Right. You're really able to, to do this. I'm like, I, I, I don't know.
0: And yeah, that's and that's a hard part because. At the, at the end of the day. Ideally, you know, you want everyone to be doing what's right on, on, on the client's behalf and, yeah. and doing it above board. And that's not to say
1: people are, or aren't, but there's people a lot of stuff. And you have to manage that sometimes, but yeah, <clears throat> mm-hmm. you don't, you don't want to build it into the structure.
0: <laughs> right. Right. And, and that's always the thing too, when you get into the stuff with accredited certification. So when we talk about accreditation, there's the international accreditation forum. So that's a global organization that puts out all the documents saying this is how, um, how, how auditors should conduct themselves mm-hmm. to here's how uh, time is calculated to mm-hmm. determining auditor competence, all, mm-hmm. all these type of things. And then they have their own uh, what you'd call accreditation bodies yep. that are members across the globe. And those accreditation bodies are the ones that basically bless a DECRA or another certification body to give an accredited certificate. So yep. it. It's kind of how I, I compare it to it's, uh, it's like having a degree from <laughs> you know, University of Texas, Arizona State, right, one right. of those places that it's it's an accredited university versus hey yep. here's a diploma from Chris Carson University. Right, <laughs> right, right. Uh, well, <laughs> my goal is me- up, but not the same. You know, uh, rigor. So let me.
1: Ask this. This, you know, there are kind of a few points here that you want to talk about, and you'd mentioned something about a uh, pre audit versus gap analysis. And these are there's no shortage of terms when it comes to the auditing world, right? We've got gap analysis, we've got internal audits. Heck, even in the certification process, you start with stage one and stage two audit, and and there's just absolute no lack of of options here. So tell me a little bit about what's all this mean? How are the audits that you guys do? different from audits that we do.
0: Right. And I think that's a, that's a great thing, kind of starting the difference between you know consultants and certification body. And simplest is the consultants are putting in the system to meet the requirements of the standard. The certification body is verifying that the company meets those requirements. And so yeah. from that, when we talk about accreditation, there's a, a lot more rules per se. So when we talk about A gap analysis, um, gap assessment, gap audit, same concept, many, many different (laughs) names, but we have no
1: lack of jargon in this industry. Oh
0: my gosh. I I know. (laughs) I I have a team and we've been very regimented about documenting our processes, training, all that Mm -hmm. thing that comes up all the time is... Can you give me an acronym, you know, dictionary <laughs> definition chart? It's not something for that. And yep. like, well, do you want it just for us or for all the other groups as well? Because there's a <laughs> lot more. I mean, the, you know, the, just even the abbreviation of your your own business, you think it's changed everything. Oh way. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, the 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 gap assessment is really truly when a consultant goes in there and benchmarks to determine where you're deficient in regards to the standard provide feedback on that Mm -hmm. gap essentially and then put together work with you on how to get to where you need to be Mm -hmm. Um, for a pre-audit in some ways it functions similarly concept wise but Certification bodies can't consult. That's one of the, right. the, the big rules. So we can't even call it a gap assessment just from the fact right. that it would.
1: Consultants use that term all the time as it well. Would,
0: it would imply things even if that's not anywhere close to what's actually being done. Yep. So pre-audit typically is more of a dress rehearsal where certification body will run through the standard similar like they would in the, you know, two mm-hmm. stages of the initial certification probably not go in as much depth just because it's really more to
1: it's almost like the yeah. rehearsal dinner before yeah away. exactly we're not yeah, actually it's... doing it we just want to make certain people are familiar with what's going to happen
0: yeah I want to make sure the uh you know the the groomsmen have the ri- the best man has the rings stuff like that <laughs> but it's really looking at a, at it as a high level to just um you know I think one before you jump into the certification itself give you some confidence that you know you're probably pretty close uh, yeah. you know, we can say at the same time here's where you're you're lacking here's an area of concern as we would yep. call it uh, we can un- we can as a certification body we can say here's uh, exactly where you're at yep here's where you need to be but we can't put those steps or plans forward to say, yeah. this is what you should do. You can ask and say, you know, would this meet the intent? And we could say, yes, yes. that would meet the intent. But that's it's, it's about to give the answer.
1: most your auditors right. can do is right. just to answer <clears throat> those questions of right. yes or no.
0: Right. Exactly. And, you know, some, some typically, as I said, it, it, it it's more of a dress rehearsal mm-hmm. type but some do want to do a pre audit very early with the thought of getting a blueprint and an idea of where they might need work before they look at a consultant yeah. or other options so that they're a more educated shopper yep which uh yeah it, it is helpful that i only need to focus on these areas versus a totally new system but <laughs> part that's problematic though too with that is is that it, it's a limited uh effectiveness that mm-hmm. if you don't have it depends on how much of a system you have in place because if you're saying i don't yes. have any system in place yes there's not a lot to audit and so the whole the whole standard is essentially the gap
1: that yeah you well, cross. i would say for us on the consulting side of things that probably four out of five times that we get brought in for a consultation the gap assessment is almost useless because just because the the folks we often engage with are are smaller shops. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't have the resources that some of the other larger facilities do. And so they're calling us in and they're going from, we've got Bubba over here. That's been working with us for 30 years. I've been doing this for 40 years and my son's here is going to get to take over the business. We're told we need to get certified and that's what we walk into. And so, Mm -hmm we don't even start with a gap assessment there. We've, we've had to come up with our own completely separate tool there to help out these folks. Right. Uh, we we call them. it a, a five point review, but that's a, a whole other, whole other topic, but it's the same idea is we go through process by process and we just try to extract from them. What are you doing that might meet the requirements and what's left that we've got to come up with.
0: Right. That it it's, they're doing it. They've probably done it that way, like you said, 20, 30, 40 yep. years, but where, where, where is it? You know, it, yeah. it's, in, it's in someone's head. Yes. In someone's and how head do we to, track that yeah,
1: from that 20 knowledge. years of experience? Yes. Exactly. It's, it's a powerful. tribal
0: knowledge it's... that you're trying to get to the place that it's, yeah, yeah. You you couldn't have been in business nope. <laughs> this long without having some kind of process structure and things yep. like that. But have you committed it to some kind of medium where it can be? disseminated, understood, and then look at all those other points. That's the part that's always the toughest when companies are going,
1: you know, I, um, obviously audited, uh, for, for for a little while. And I didn't do just a ton of audits. It was, it was fairly infrequent. Um, but, uh, you know, that was one thing that gosh, probably every single audit when we'd have a finding is the very next question out of someone's mouth was always, well, what do I need to do about it? And, oh that was my absolute least favorite part of being the third party auditor because mm-hmm. I just want to jump in and help folks. Right. And so I'd have to tell them, take a look at the standard, come at me with a suggestion. Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> you know, even, I know, I know some, you know, the, the people that trained me would back in, in the day would say, well, some companies have done it like this. Some companies have done it like that. Yes. And, and that, that's that helpful. But even a that, little... that that's, that that's, Probably, you know, you got two feet off, uh, t- t- you know, a couple, a couple of, you know, your toes dangling off the oh, ledge yeah. <laughs> on that part. You don't you want know, to that,
1: do that that very, very often yeah, at all. It's,
0: it's, it's, it's a very tough thing, especially when you want, want to help. Cause at the end of the day, that's what we're all in business for that. We want yeah. to see these people succeed because uh, it, it's important. It's important that these companies are successful and, and they're able to expand their, clientele or keep the clients uh you know by getting the certification for sure.
1: Now one thing I've recommended to folks before when they're going through this process and they're really looking to improve is, you know, again, coming from uh us helping out with the internal audits, the consultation, and what you guys do is I'll tell our clients like look at the audit as kind of a negotiation, but you're negotiating over is this compliance? Is it not compliant? So if the right. auditor's saying something to you, he's not a bad guy. He's not trying to get you. He's just saying that there's not enough evidence here for me to confidently check off compliance. Mm-hmm. Um, but also what I'll tell him is once you get past that first year and you've got the system in place, we know that we're good and we're working. So your external auditor is a fantastic resource to learn from. Once you're going through it, right. I, I used to love when I would get audited. I'd ask our auditor as soon as he's finished, and he loves the way that we did it, or maybe had a couple of things to clarify. Is I would outright ask the question: What have you seen other people do here? Just because I know that auditor has seen a hundred other shops do this right. two hundred different ways. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: And 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 it's it's one of those things where we can put it in in like opportunities for improvement. It's it's mm-hmm. one of those things where says okay you're you're compliant this is not a finding this is not anything to the stand you've met the intent mm-hmm. and that that's important but here's some things that you might want to consider that helps mm-hmm. the continual improvement making it more robust yep all that because as you said the the first the first audit is the line in the sand it's the benchmark yep. it's expecting that there's going to be yep. things done because it's it's your first time you know mm-hmm. the first time you ride a bike yeah you get and, better every, every time. And it, it's, it's that same way with your system.
1: It's so, uh, I don't, it, I don't know the right word for it. The only word I, I it comes to mind is it's kind of silly for companies to think that that first year they're going to make it through with a, a zero finding audit. Right. I'm like, Hey, let's just, let's just knock that chip off your shoulder real quick. And let's be grateful that he found something. Now mm-hmm. find a way that you can make the best of it.
0: Right, exactly. Now, there's always the part of, you know, how, how valuable was the finding, how useful was a finding, that that kind of stuff that, yeah, there's things where, oh, this, you you, you pull up a bunch of records and only one wasn't controlled properly. Well, right. that's not really, you know, <laughs> that, 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 there's human error that has to factor yes. into that too that, yep. you know, we, we get audited too. That's, that's the thing that mm-hmm. we talk about the accreditation. We get audited. Uh, at, at least once a year at the office but then mm-hmm. they also pick a uh, client um, mm-hmm. clients per standard to witness our auditors mm-hmm. when they're doing so that's that's part of how uh, they have that guarantee that we're doing it the right way that we're doing yep. the board that there's a consistency and integrity in the process but even there, there there's times where and and it's it's i remember one time I got finding that well this this had the wrong number in there. And I said, okay, you're, you're searching. It, it's like, that's, <laughs> that's a human error. Now the, the, the thing is that, that I think that was just uh you know, old, old, old group that we've been very fortunate that the, 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 group that we work with now for accreditation you know, is, is a solid group that yeah. when we, you know, and we're human, we mess up and when we mess up, it, it's truly, I feel like a good finding. That it yeah. has improved us, mm-hmm. and then there's a lot of things that we get that are in that OFI. Uh, <laughs> some of it's even just some of it's just because the standards all went through a you know revision mm-hmm. uh, a number of years ago, and the guidance documents are going through those revisions. Yep. So you look at it. <clears throat> And, you know, by the time you get to page 20, you're thinking you know, <laughs> thinking of a lot of other things, but you're also thinking this, this, this isn't any different, you know, yeah. and materially big picture wise, you know, mm-hmm. 5,000 foot level, it's not, but then there's something that it's,
1: mm-hmm. oh,
0: yes, you must also consider this, but it's like,
1: here's something that we've run into is um it- we actually ran into an um, audit you guys recently did for one of our clients, and it was the legitimate findings. But then it's kind of in that category. It's like, well, how valuable is this or isn't this for this organization right now? So we take a look at, uh, say, the the context clause. Right? Okay, context makes tons of sense when you've got three or four locations, or you're partially owned by one group, and you do some services over here and some are different over there. But then when you've got a, a company that's only ten employees, well, mm-hmm. context is kind of like it's it's just what we do and yeah. so it oftentimes gets overlooked but then there's others where oh my gosh you know say you find an issue with uh suppliers I I have hardly ever seen a uh, a third party finding in relation to uh suppliers that's not valuable because folks are just like well I've just used them forever so that's what I do well they're the only ones there or they've got a thousand excuses which in their mind you know, justify it immediately, but it can be really super helpful. So right. yeah, it, they kind of fall into, into different categories. Yeah.
0: It's, it's a tough, it's, it's a, it's a tough thing. And that's one of the, the parts with the the new structure that they've all kind of adopted. That yep. If you look at them, they're all very homogeneous from a structure standpoint that, yep. They say a lot of the same things. Uh, obviously, there's certain sections within there where there's the variances depending right. on whether it's quality, health, safety, environment, yep. whatever. But yeah, the, the context of the organization is is, is one that it probably it's, gets a lot of folks. It's interesting, you know, the the, the different ways that it could go. Because yeah. even the guide documents say, seem really, yeah, you know, it, it goes internal and external stakeholders. Well, when you go internal and external stakeholders, that can cover a wide swath of people and, and
1: well how far group. externally are we going and you know mm-hmm. this is where the door gets opened up right. for the uh kind of parallel look between esg and 9001 and 14 and 45 because mm-hmm. then you've got those external stakeholders interested of, and interested parties you can really begin to expand and kind of creep that out and um, we've had a couple of clients that have come to us and say they're like well our customers want to know where we're at on all this esg stuff like we've well, got 9,000 and 14,000 one, right? Yeah, and you've got a safety program, right? Yeah. Cool. Let's start talking about that. Yeah, that whole interested parties clause that confuses you, that's your best friend right now.
0: Yeah. Exactly. You got a lot of people. <laughs> you got a lot of people that you can fill in that bucket.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. There's a lot of good we can do with that. So it 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 can be a little oddball, but it opens up the door to to do a lot that uh, you know, otherwise it, folks have to start from the ground floor up. Oh yeah. So tell me, um, how, uh, what about when a consultant is participating in an audit? How's, yeah, this is a weird area.
0: Mm-hmm. So th- there's, I guess, two things there, there's attendance and there's participation. So, uh, attendance, there's a couple standards that are pretty much, no, you know, they, yeah. they, they,
1: they don't want it. Uh, That's how it is on the API side. On the API side, we are not even allowed to speak to the auditor. Mm -hmm. They don't even shake their hand. Right, exactly.
0: And then, you know, then you have participation. And uh, the whole goal with the participation is to prevent the auditor from answering the questions for the client because it – we know you know the system as, as a consultant you put it in and, you know, we're, we're trying to see if the client does sure. you know so it, it, it's it's that part but i I will say that personally I do think um, initially anyway that it's if, if it's allowed by the standard it, it's not bad to have the consultant there from the from the standpoint of you know we've talked about it alphabet soup, uh, all these acronyms that <laughs> the auditor could be asking for something, and client has no frame of reference yeah. to what that even means you know yeah. that it's it, it's one of those things that's why you know when we're doing an audit too that we don't sit there and try and spring all these non-conformances at the end and say hey here you go Congratulations, <laughs> you got nine um, yeah. you know, we, we want to bring it up when we see it that's why we have closing mm-hmm. meetings every day that's what we bring it up mm-hmm. on the floor because there is that vernacular that people use. That's different. There's Mm -hmm. concepts and all that, that, uh, you know, you audit all these different companies. They can, they can all talk about it the same way. You might be more familiar with calling it one thing, you know, I'm familiar with calling it another. So I think that's where it's things that they can clarify what the question is. I think that's, that's, that's a great thing, you know, but obviously, um, from that standpoint where, yeah, if they if they're answering the questions for them, (laughs) yeah it hurts it
1: you don't want to be auditing a front you want to be able to audit the organization
0: right that's a great way to put it for sure
1: yeah no i mean absolutely and uh you know i i will say i wish it was a little easier on the api side because again Mm -hmm. we get our smaller clients Mm -hmm. and if you've got a company with five ten people in it they have no idea what we're talking about as auditors Mm -hmm. and not not all auditors are created equal some are good at breaking it down into more common English and and others aren't and I get it. People are people. And so, but yeah, it's, um, it's definitely, definitely a a different world. What are, um, you know, have y'all ever run into situations where, you know, kind of midway through the audit, you just have to say, timeout, this, this isn't working. I know I've had it happen to me the first time I went through a certification audit and we had a little come to Jesus meeting about halfway through that first day.
0: Right. (laughs) Right. And so what a lot of times what we've done in in those situations is, is depending on how we've looked at it, try and make that more of the pre-audit, you know, if we could, um, for that restart the whole cycle with the stage one, stage two, Sure, uh, help, help the company get, get, get ready. Cause at the end of the day, you know, we don't want, we don't want to sit there and go through an audit and ding them if they weren't ready or or anything like that. Yep. Um, but, uh, it, 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 and that's where I always, you know, putting, putting the sales, uh, the sales hat on for me, uh, that I would always, when I was talking to a company, one of the things that when we would have them fill out, a request for quote rfq application questionnaire mm-hmm. whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> again, no again. shortage of options yeah. there either exactly <laughs> that one of the things they ask is is do you have a uh, are you using a consultant now the reason sure. why we actually ask that as a certification body is to make sure there's impartiality that
1: sure.
0: we're not there's no uh formal relationship or anything like that that yep. It, you know, we do have, obviously, uh, as you mentioned, we've got uh, auditors who do auditing and yeah. consulting, so we don't want them auditing their work.
1: Nope. You got to uh, make sure that we keep those lines very, very separated.
0: Right. But one of the reasons that I always like to have that was when I was having the conversation with the client mm. to get their background, where they're coming from, that mm-hmm. if they are working with a consultant, hmm There's, you know, like anything, there's going to be issues, but if you're working with consultants, there's not going to be these chasms. There's not going to be things where you completely don't
1: have something in
0: place. Right. We just
1: completely didn't think about calibrations.
0: Right. Exactly. (laughs) Or you didn't think about management review and internal audit. Oh yeah. Like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, And, and for those, you know, that didn't okay, you know, kind of suggest it's, it's obviously they're they're ripe, but that you might want at least some option of a, uh, outside party to do a gap assessment, or you might yep. want to just do this pre audit first because we can always call it a pre audit. But it's it's, right. it's easier to call it a pre audit when it's a pre audit and not yeah.
1: You know, we this was maybe oh gosh, long time ago now maybe 2011 2010. Um, we this was a company I worked for before is uh, we'd had a consultant that had worked with us, but I wasn't happy with him. Most of the time we were going through it, but management was kind of like, look, we paid for it. We're doing it. Run with it. It's what it is. His internal audit was just cool. Horrible. Any case, it's like, all right, fine. You don't want my opinion. I keep quiet. We, we, uh, we went into that first state on the audit. Um, and we had that little come to Jesus meeting. He's like, look, your internal audit, you manage for you. This is, I can't accept this. And he's like, there's, really not a whole lot else to do here on a stage one if i don't have a good internal audit management view to look at right and so he suggested the same thing that they were going to uh, just consider that a pre-audit and my manager was like nope we're on the timeline we have promised a customer we're going to get this done he was like how soon can you come back and do all this and so we had one month um for me to train a whole slew of internal auditors so that no one was auditing their own work. Cause we weren't going to take the slightest hints, you know, that there was an issue, but Oh my gosh, you, that was a month of work and 80, 90 hours a week.
0: Oh yeah. For, but, I could imagine.
1: But uh, th- yeah, they offered the same thing. And personally wish management would have said, yes, this could be a pre audit, but he said, no, you're going to finish with a stage one and you're going to give us a big, nasty report and we're going to work on it right
0: exactly and then 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 you've got a stage two where you're you're following up on all the findings uh-huh. of the stage one yeah i'm sure the auditor was probably asking for extra time then it's like well, I oh know, yeah this is the minimum
1: you know yeah. that's required
0: that's yeah required by the yeah
1: he kept saying that no, these aren't findings but if you don't have it resolved by the time i come back they will be after i leave i'm like we got you
0: yeah and that's why too you know in in our um we we put it in in the contract, but we also talk to the client too. That yeah, uh, you know, to just make sure we've we've covered ourselves. That theoretically, it's possible to have it back to back, stage one and stage two. But yes, if there's
1: issues, you're in trouble. We cannot go forward.
0: There is if there's yeah. issues. There's there's no way. Yeah, I mean, if it's one thing, maybe. You could right. do with effective root because in missing the internal everything.
1: audit and the management review. There's no going forward. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, that's not impossible Yeah, exactly. that's <laughs> it's a small minor detail, yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: but, yeah,
0: yeah. And that it's... there's that risk, and they should be aware of that.
1: Yep. Well, I have uh, just kind of throw this out here. Like, I've always enjoyed working with decra and obviously, we work oh. with different stratification bodies out sure. there. But I really enjoyed working with you guys in particular. Like, I always know that I'm going to get an honest goodness answer from you. I don't worry about any of these oddball conflicts again, where the husband owns a consulting group and the wife owns the, the certification body. I don't have to worry about any of these things. And, you know, I've had some folks be like, well, Kyle, why would you worry about it anyways? What do you care? You're, you're doing your job regardless. I'm like, well, Yes and no. I know that at some point in time, all these companies getting certified, they're going to have a customer want to dig through and and prove that this is valid. And it's one of the reasons I really enjoy working with you guys is I don't have to question it. Um, So and y'all have even referred us to other certification bodies when it's something you would, you know, couldn't do or weren't best suited uh, to do. So maybe we can kind of finish on uh, on this thought and topic. Um, like what is it that really sets you guys apart? You know, w- what makes you all different from some of these other certification bodies out there?
0: That's a, that's a good question. And, and, and thank you, you know, uh, for the kind of word that's, that's definitely what we, we try to, to do and to be, and that, you know, we don't want to promise things that we can't. Yeah. Ever. Oh, my gosh, my <laughs> nah, you're fine. Please <laughs> are always on. I, I should have i i would have turned the ringer off but then i'd never remember to turn it back on again yes <laughs> so i've all done the, that. Rest of the calls after, <laughs> yes. after the podcast um you know when i when i first started with decra the, the the thing that uh when i was interviewing with them they said we treat value as you know our value proposition is is asking the client what they value mm-hmm. what's important to them um it, it it's and, and it sounds silly until you've kind of gotten to know the lay of the land where a lot of this is oh look how big we are look how many right. auditors we have look at this accomplishment okay we have this we have this big client well you might have that big client because your division that does inspection has as someone on the board and they yep you know there, there's a number it doesn't of mean anything intrinsically right. valuable right that it's You know, what are you trying to get out of the certification and how can we help you that? Yes, if we're being honest, a lot of them are I I needed to keep this business and I needed to get more business. Fine. Mm -hmm. We understand that. Cool. But at the same time, let's help you make this a tool to make your company better. If you want to grow, most companies do, that we can give you a platform that you can expand, use, repeat. All that not only you know for training the people, which is which is huge because there's there's that's a lot of the stuff in in the standard, I think, that sometimes doesn't get looked at as much as just mm-hmm. the, the the training portion and and, and that type of stuff of like really defining, okay, what's really required here. Yeah. But as you do that, as you grow, as you start saying, Yeah, okay, maybe it's a pain in the you know what to start having <laughs> all these job descriptions, but it really forces you to it look does. at what are you, what are you trying to set your organization up for what do you really want these people to do so that there's not that ambiguity and that you can set the right metrics and processes and and, and programs for them
1: and, and you don't want to get it to where i mean and you you can't mm-hmm. but you don't want to get to aim for the target of well we can just get anyone in here and teach them how to do the job no but you want to know what's the base level competence give me a profile when this guy retires or leaves or is hit by mm-hmm. a bus what's the profile of his replacement right what trainings exactly. do they need in that first month if they don't have already to be effective mm-hmm. as soon as possible
0: yeah. exactly and i and i think the other part is you know to to some degree i think uh, we have a lot of vampires on our, our thing that uh, no matter what time this calls text <laughs> things like that feels like we're, we're talking but it's 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 it, it, it part, it's it's a culture thing that mm-hmm. you know we've been fortunate that uh, the people that are in the management team, you know, want to realize that, yes, there's a regulation side of it, of course, but, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, we're a service-based industry and, and yeah. a service-based industry has a lot of high expectations. It's, I always kind of go back to the thing that says, you know, as soon as you could get a hamburger for under a dollar and have clean bathrooms, you know, at a McDonald's, it, 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 it changed the the concepts of, and expectations for service industry. And yeah. so we try to, you know, do that. We're, we try to, we, we try a lot of different things, you know, we're always willing to try and see, okay, what's the best way to try and connect with the scheduling, meet these requirements, mm-hmm. that type of stuff. So it, it's fun that, you know, well, I,
1: and you've been very responsive on that as well is, um, you know, and I know we, we've uh, kind of uh, pushed you a couple times on, on setting a date for things, but I mean, like I say, we've been thrilled about it. And I, you just want to clarify for everyone, we have no financial ties right. with Decra. I'm just excited to be able to work with these folks, and and I thought it'd be great to have you uh, here on the podcast, and and um, you know, let the uh, the big bad auditor maybe have a little bit of a nicer face. <laughs>
0: Well, that's always nice. It's, it's, I wish we could call people something other than auditor because that already, yes, right, yes. Already starts you two steps back right? <laughs> before you even well, walk through the door.
1: I wish I could find another word for it because I honestly dislike the word consultant. It's, it's effectively a dirty word. Yeah. Um, because
0: throw some words together. Yeah. And, yeah. And we'll and come up, up with a new something. acronym. Yeah. I know.
1: But <laughs> well, you, you kind of mentioned it. You know, you say that you got folks who have kind of a vampire, and I, I see that honestly and it's a little bit different topic but there's a lot of times that role of the consultant i mean their jobs to do as little on a monthly basis as possible keep that monthly retainer going as long as possible and never fully turn over enough control oh. that the company can survive without them i'm like oh, that's a that's another boom. podcast it's like we were talking yes. before this about you know sharing <laughs>
0: stories and 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 i realized that i could really go down A couple of rabbit holes there, you know. Well,
1: let's plan to talk about that again in the future. Yeah, I think that'd be fun fun.
0: share that too, because I think it's good for, you know, I think maybe we do it and, and, you know, we're brainstorming on on air. But I I think a little bit of what we would say, Mm -hmm. uh, we would tell companies to ask about the other one's services, you know, that kind of stuff. I think that'd be a fun one.
1: Yeah. No, I think that'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. So we will finish it there. I want to thank you again for coming on. Cool. This is awesome. Thanks uh, this for having is something that We've kind of talked about doing for a long time. Yes. Um. <laughs> Way too long, but nice to finally,
0: <laughs> finally have it come to fruition.
1: Yep. 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 So thank you very much and uh, you take okay. care and have a great day. All right. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in to the Quality Matters podcast here. Hope that uh, you found something uh, that you can take away and, and help put towards your business to improving your efficiency, productivity, and just building a better culture around quality. So if you haven't already, make sure to like and subscribe. The Quality Matters podcast is live streamed um, out from LinkedIn, YouTube, Rumble, you name it. We're there as well as all of the traditional podcast sources from Apple, iTunes and uh, Audible. So with that, you guys take care and have a great day.